internet friends, welcome to episode 4 of Scourge Divas. I am Kirsty, one of your hosts, and I'm joined as always by Casey. Hello! How are you this week, Casey? Tell me, uh, all, about, tell me uh, all about your week. I have recovered from the various illnesses I have been beset with, and my work is busy, so that's my life. I mean, that's fine. You did have yeah. pretty much every single illness going. Have you seen... Do, you, did. do you watch I Doctor Who? Or did I you do. watch Doctor Who? You know the episode yeah. like in series two where they grow the people that just have every disease ever? Yeah. That was pretty much you. That was me oh, last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, everything's basically cleared up. I've still got a lingering cough, but um meh. Ask me what Quite. I did ask me what I did at the weekend. What did you do at the weekend? I went to Sheffield at the weekend. How was Sheffield? It was alright. Good food places. Spent the weekend staying in a hotel room with a frosted glass shower door that was directly in front of the mirror. So every time somebody went for a shower, everybody else in the room had to turn over and face the other way. That's um, some interesting design. It was a bit interesting. It also had the handle was just in the form of a, like a circle cut out of the door. So you could actually see through the door if you were on the eye line of the... the... The door of the shower? Yeah. Like, just had a hole in it. Yeah. That's bonkers. So it was like a, a budget hotel. The toilet was a, a cupboard, basically. It was small enough right. that it was small enough that um, my our friend that we were staying with had to take his hoodie off before he went in because it restricted his movement too much. Okay. And the shower was uh, a separate entity, opposite the mirror, the mirror, with a hole in the door that served as the handle. A suspiciously waist tight hole in the door. So yeah, that was an interesting yeah. weekend. Um, yeah, I mean this, I, this does not sound like an ideal arrangement for a hotel room. No, I mean it was a lot of kind of just shouting rotate whenever anybody wanted to use the shower and everybody had to turn and face the <laughs> other way, lest we accidentally saw through the tiny handle hole in the mirror. Yeah. Which as much as I love my friends, I don't want to see that. No, that's that's totally fair. Tibbles Rager. You know what's coming. This is a Tibbles. This is a Tibbles Rager that I'm. We're just gonna call Casey reads the comments, so you don't have to. Yeah. We read the. It's a public service. We read the comments so that so that you don't have to. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke about the MPL and Jess Estefan and Savic being added and uh, a whole a whole bunch of shit that that came up as a result of that discussion. That was a whole bunch of shit, yes. It was, it was. And we mentioned that we were going to browse free magic and read the comments. You you mentioned in that discussion that you were going to browse free magic. I, I I tend to stay away from Reddit in general. I did, I did. So someone... On uh, on free magic has called me out on that and said one of them said they were going to browse r slash free magic so here is my response so so I thought I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give anyone's usernames out because that's rude um, they did put both our names in the the title of the post and they even spelled my name correctly and apparently I'm now a trans activist I I didn't I didn't know this this you, is news to me you've pulled the sword out of the the trans lake. And been appointed. Yeah. How does that feel? Um, honestly, I'm still getting used to it. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm ready for it, but honestly, oh, I, I don't doubt that you're ready for it. 
I mean, honestly, I think I'm probably too lazy to be an activist. <laughs> I mean, it's too bad if you're not if you're if you're not ready for it, right? Because I, I am now. You are. Freedom yeah. Has decided. So okay, let's uh, let's read some of these comments. So let's start with one from deleted. I'm not going to call out people's usernames when their usernames are still there, but if they if they deleted their account, then then we'll call that out. So this this is from deleted. Um, You've activated e- somebody off the internet. I know. I I I wasn't even trying. You're that's so that's how powerful an activist I am. So proud. You're going to be so good at this. So I expect these are people whose whole life, including how they see their hobbies, revolves around a political ideology. Check their Twitter. It's in every single post they make every single day. Now I checked my Twitter. Um, The last post I made on Twitter was about um, Young Pyromancer getting swole. Young Pyromancer has got so swole. Young Pyromancer did get real swole in Modern Horizons. Um, the post before that was about uh, confirming that Pleasant Kenobi saying that McDonald's fries, the best fries, is correct. That's um, that's fairly that is a, that is an opinion. I don't know if it's a political opinion. I mean, I don't think it's a political ideology. No. Before that, I was probably win a Nintendo Switch. Um, before that, I was. Retweeting Alison Lurs, who was talking about the finale of the TV show Lost. And yeah, I mean, mostly other than that, it's uh, asking if my outfit's cute. I bet it is. It, it really is today. It really is. Uh, and about how Rebel Wilson's character in Ghost Rider is Fat Amy from Pitch Perfect. I didn't know Rebel Wilson was in Ghost Rider, but my friend made me watch it the other week. And she has this like really small role, and the character's just Fat Amy. So that's that's my new headcanon, is Ghost Rider exists within the Pitch Perfect world. I don't know what Ghost Rider is, but I'm going to take your word for it. Good. So, um, yeah, so deleted. Uh, honestly, um, I, I don't know whose Twitter you were looking at, but it wasn't it wasn't mine. I mean, it, it could entirely be mine. But it I'm, could, not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna scroll through all the shit that I've said in the past week to find out if I have a political ideology or not. I mean, most of your tweets seem to be telling Pleasant Kenobi he's wrong for liking Greg's. Yeah, I don't know if that counts. It's definitely an ideology. I don't know if it's a political one yet. In the great Greg's referendum of 2034. We'll find then out. We'll see where the land lies. We'll find out then. So, yeah, um, Deleted goes on to say that such fanatics are not going to be engaging people in new social groups. A person whose view of the hobby is shaped around their politics is unlikely to fit in with people whose view of the hobby is shaped by the hobby itself. We generally do shit like magic to forget about the serious political stuff in the world. Now, you've hit on something there, Deleted. You actually genuinely have, but I don't think you've realised it. That is exactly why I do shit like magic. It's to forget about the serious political stuff in the world. I just want to get on and play the game with my friends. So let's let's move on to... This person's actually put their, their username. And this is the one that called us out for, for saying that we're going to browse free magic. Um, they've written quite a, a lengthy letter... About oh, it's her first piece of fan mail. I know. It oh. even said you're scourged, Eva's at the start. Oh, 
that's oh, nice. Oh, I was quite excited by I'm it. Print it out and frame it and put it on my wall. Uh, I, I mean, okay, that's a weird flex, but sure. <laughs> um, so this this poster basically starts by saying what Wizards of the Coast is doing with the MPL is affirmative action, and despite affirmative action's abysmal failure in the United States. They are pushing the same flawed call... social engineering to try and put a band-aid over a much more complex situation. Did you and just they, call they... it the, the, the United States? The United States. That was that was I, I fucked it up. The United the White United States. The United States. The White United States of America. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's where Wizards of the Coast is is pushing their their flawed social engineering apparently. Um, and and this user goes on to basically make comparisons to professional sport, and they they use a lot of American examples. And I don't I don't even know what sport the Lakers play. Is that basketball? Fuck knows. Yes. Um, I'm Scottish. You should have used fucking competitive eating or something, mate. Um, <laughs> competitive eating, yes. Yeah. Competitive but, battering, because that works in two contexts. Yeah. But I mean, basically, the, the the person goes on about how there's hard data um, showing how affirmative action in Ivy League schools have uh, higher rates of dropout, blah, 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 blah. And I'm not going to say they're wrong. There are studies that have been published that show affirmative action leads to higher rates of dropout. There, there was a, a 2004 study done uh, in UCLA that concluded that so-called mismatching where people end up in colleges that they they shouldn't be into due to affirmative action leads to higher rates of dropout. A 2008 study backs up those findings, but then goes on to say that even with these dropouts, without affirmative action, there would be an even lower rate of black attorneys. It was specifically done on on law students the study and a 2016 study on affirmative action fails to find any evidence for the mismatching hypothesis so you can go on and on and on about how there's there's hard data to to back up your claims but there's also hard data that specifically doesn't back up your claims so it's it's a very contentious issue it's much more politically in-depth than we have time to go into and honestly I don't know that much about it, so I'm not going to make an arse of myself by trying to argue with you. If, if you <laughs> want to have an argument about affirmative action, there's plenty of political subreddits where I'm sure you can do that. Free magic is not the place, friend. Also, oh, this is not a political podcast. Or it's not. Allegedly. It's not a political podcast. It's a podcast where I get angry because in the same post, the person has said, beyond that, you guys seem to admit that the Hearthstone player was getting more hate than Estefan. No, we didn't. Did you even listen to the podcast? We mentioned that Savich was getting some hate. Savich was getting far less than Jessica. Yeah, and still continues to. And still continues to. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's a there's a reply to that where we get we get something much more like what we expect from from free magic. Oh, uh, right. hang on, let me get let me brace myself. Are you, are you braced? Are you strapped I'm in? Braced. I've got my seatbelt on. Okay. I'm pressed so the, against the table. The reply here is, oh yeah, what this guy said. Chess tournaments are divided between men and women. So ask yourself this. One, is chess sexist? I'll answer that for you. Yes. <laughs> Two, has chess been doing it right this entire time? I'll answer that for you. No. <laughs> 
If I go to a wine and sip thingy and the population is 90% women, is wine and sip inherently sexist and must be diversified? I don't know. Maybe. If I go to a yoga class and it's 90% women, same question. Sure, probably. More men could do with doing yoga. It's good for you. (laughs) Also, women don't have fucking cocks. Well, some women do have fucking cocks. I I don't. Because this dry spell has been absolutely killing me. I have a cock, but I don't have a fucking cock. Um, but some women absolutely do have fucking cocks, and and those are those are lucky, lucky women. So, um, you put your username. We're not going to call you out, but yeah. Um, to to sum it up, yes, chess is sexist. Yes, they've been doing it wrong. Go do some yoga. It might make you feel better about yourself. Date a woman with a penis. So, Kirsty, you were at the MCQs in Sheffield over the weekend. I was. It was great. I didn't play, but... Were you inspired to play? Well, okay, so let let me me answer your question with a question. If I said to you, here's two standard MCQs, what are the most popular decks going to be? And what decks are going to be up there as, as winners? Based on what you know from, like, Arena and the Mythic Invitational and all that nonsense. Magic Online Championship. Magic Online Championships, which I I haven't watched. But okay, so if you had to pick, like, maybe say two decks, because this is what I went into it thinking it was going to be. Two decks, okay. Two decks. Probably Esper Hero, the Hero Precinct 1 deck. Uh Uh-huh. And, I don't know, um, maybe some sort of Wilderness Reclamation Nexus of Fate deck. Okay, that that's interesting, because that's not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be Esper Control and Mono Red. Okay. Because I swear every time I placed Standard on Arena, that's all that comes up. Sure. I mean, I'm, I've got I've got um, William Jensen streaming Arena on in the background at the moment with the volume off, and he's playing Mono White, so... Okay. But that's... that, interestingly, was one of the decks that won the MCQ. Okay. Which I don't think anyone saw coming based on the responses that I got when I read this out in the car on the way home. So I went with my fiancé and one of our friends, um, and Sean, my fiancé, had Gruel Agro, which okay. was interesting. Uh, I can't remember what Dave had. Like, oh no, yes I can, it was a Jess guy, Super Friends. Sure. So they turned up with these decks, and so I, I knew Esper Hero was a thing, but I thought it was going to be Esper Control that was the big thing. Right. I'd like to clarify here that I I have, I have very little up to date in knowledge of what various meta games usually are, especially this one. One of the benefits of not having things like PPTQs and not having GP coverage, although I don't know if there has been a GP, and not having a sanctioned game store is that you've lose sight of what's happening in meta games pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like this time last year, I would have been able to reel off even without playing in PPTQs. I would have been able to reel off what the what the meta decks were. So my knowledge was basically just based on what I've seen in Arena. So I thought it was going to be Esper Control, Mono Red, excellent. There was a lot of four color Dread Horde. Is that like Command the Dread Horde deck, or yeah. is that Dread Horde Invasion deck? Uh Command the Dread Horde. Okay. So there was some Mono Red, uh, Esper Hero. 
So there was a lot of like four color, four color planeswalker super frenzy decks. Four color super friends, aka penalty magnet. Penalty mat, yeah, penalty magnet. It's the first event I've ever been to where I've seen the head judge stand up at the start, do the announcement, and specifically call out a single card and say, "Watch out for this." I've never seen that happen before. Was it, it was Kasmina? Uh, no, it was uh, Narset. Oh, Narset. Narset part of Ailes, because that was the um, absolute bugbear, I think, of everybody. Yeah. To the point where the head, the, the head, those two different head judges were standing up and saying, please confirm your card draws with your opponent as you do them, mm-hmm. because we don't want to give out GRVs. Yeah. And I've, there was a lot of GRVs being given out. Like, I think the judges got sort of more and more world-weary as the, as the event went on. That is unsurprising. Yeah, there was a lot of Narset. I think Mo, every, you know, I don't know if, does Esper Hero play Narset? Um, I want to say it might. Yeah. That's very unhelpful, but I honestly don't know. And thanks. Any time. Um, but yeah, like Esper Control, Four Color Dreadhorde, presume Four Color Dreadhorde's playing it. A lot of decks playing Narset, so obviously that's a lot of. A lot of minor matches potentially where that's gonna that's gonna come up, especially because people are playing Teferi Hero of Dominaria, which is a combo that is just screaming out for penalties. And little Teferi. And little Teferi. Yeah, or causing more penalties and yeah. yeah, it's just a lot of penalties. Um, yeah. Interestingly, what we I I hadn't considered, but it was pointed out after the event, a lot of penalties for slow play, because the board states are so incredibly there's so much going on like with static effects and cards that have been exiled but you can play the cards oh, that have been yeah. exiled and and things like that a lot yeah. of penalties i think somebody's top eight match uh on the sunday was they they got knocked out of the top eight for an upgraded slow play penalty sure which is there's such there's such like a fine line with slow play between this is actually slow play and sort of working through stuff yeah so I've never seen specifically that be an issue in a, for a whole event in a format. So, yeah, if you're if you're playing standard, watch out for that. But everybody that was there seemed to have fun. Um, it was the Good. first. I, I think it was the first MCQ. I know there was some Scots at the Liverpool one. It was the first MCQ that there's been a lot of Scottish players at, and they have just taken the points threshold off the MCQs for the next lot. Which is excellent. Which is great. take full credit for. Yeah, we 100%. I think it was about two hours after I put that episode up where we yeah. ranted about that, that they took that off, so uh, you're welcome everyone. But that's, yeah, that's good. So I would thoroughly encourage people who can travel to attend one. Hopefully we'll get one in Scotland. Yeah, fingers crossed. We would like to have one in Scotland. You'll be pleased to know, I've looked it up, that Esper Hero seems to be playing two copies of Narset in the sideboard. Excellent. So yeah, Penalty City. Yeah, and so is, is it Phoenix? Interestingly though, there was no, um, there was very little, from what I could see, Nexus of Fate. Okay. I, I'm just, I'm looking through the list of games that Sean played. I don't think he played a single Nexus deck. Is Nexus just bad now? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I'm looking over the standard deck lists from the Magic Online Championships. I don't think. I, I think. Don't see any Nexus there either. I there think... was one Sultai deck that was maybe running Nexus. I will check. I'm looking through the 
list from the Star City Games Open in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't see a Nexus. I'm in like 22nd. I don't, that Nexus, if we go 23rd. 23rd? 23rd place uh, was the first bad, that bad Nexus day. I'm going to call it. Nexus is dead. You Nexus heard it is before. dead. Don't need to worry about Nexus. You can stop sideboarding for it. It's you can, dead. You can stop worrying about proxies. It's dead. Yep. Uh, please feel free to abuse us soundly in the comments if we're wrong. Or it's, we're your, wrong. Or it's your favourite card and we've just ruined your, your day by slagging it off. Look, when someone else makes 800 Nexus of Fate proxies for a Grand Prix, they can come and tell me how good it is. Because I've done that and fuck you. Modern Horizons spoilers started this week. They did. Just at the weekend? Yeah, we had those two early ones like ages ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Sunday was when they properly started during the top four of the mocks. Awesome. So, yeah, high five for the the, the return of snow-covered permanents. I'm yeah. really glad I bought a bunch of snow-covered basics for my modern deck and now they're reprinting them in full art. So I obviously know. now I'm going to have to drop even more money on them. I might be able to get enough foil snow basics for my Atogatog commander deck now. Yeah, I I, I need I just need mountains. I just need foil, foil mountains. Guess what deck I'm playing in modern. Uh, is it Scred? It is Scred, because it's got my best friend in it. Starmouth Dragon, Dragon. yeah, and I cannot confirm or deny that that's the only reason I want to build that deck. I I can confirm that's the only reason you want to build that (laughs) deck. Yeah, it is, who am I kidding? Uh, But Casey had a theory upon seeing the return of snow-covered permanents. Will you run run us through what your theory is? So, my initial theory was, um, from reading Mark Rosewater's blogatog, he has been bigging up a number of sets this year. The first one uh, ended up being War of the Spark. The second one ended up being Modern Horizons, and the third one isn't out yet. It's the um, the Northern Hemisphere Fall set, the set that will be out in sort of October time this year. Um, and one of the things that Marrow said in his blog was that this set does something or goes somewhere that his, he's been wanting to do fans have wanted to have done for a really long time and my theory was that we know it's going to be a new plane it's it's been confirmed that it's a new plane it's not a return to anywhere so what new planes have people been really asking for we've already knocked off some of the the most asked for ones like your your egypt plane and your dinosaur plane we've done them now so the the top two if you go back and look at um Marrow occasionally posts the lists of the the most asked for settings. Mm-hmm. The top two have always been Viking World and Wild West World. Yeehaw. So my initial theory was that that's where we were going in the 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 last standard set this year. It's either going to be Viking World mm-hmm. or Wild West World. Now the fact that they're reprinting. Snow basics in Modern Horizons, and they're doing a lot of snow stuff in Modern Horizons, makes me think it's less likely to be Viking World, because Viking World would be a perfect place to bring back snow stuff, because they live in the snowy north, or they're from the snowy north at least, and I don't think they would want to do all this snow stuff in Modern Horizons, 
and then do more snow stuff in the standard step towards the end of the year. It just seems like an overload of snow. A snow overload. Snow overload, exactly. So that made me think, must be cowboys. <laughs> must be cowboys. Must be cowboys. Must be cowboys. Okay, so when I heard Casey come up with this theory, I said, I want you to find some cards that could potentially be printed in in a cowboy set. Yeah. So let's, let's what, would, what, would a, what, would you, what would a Wild West set be called? I don't know. It'd probably just be named after the plane. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so in in this in this set of of uh, Wild West and cowboys and cattle ranchers and all that stuff. I mean, I would I would, I take it we're talking a completely different different plane cowboys, not traditional American Wild West cowboys. No, like magic cowboys. So it's or... gonna be like it's gonna be like Red Dead Redemption, but with magic. Yeah, I imagine they'll probably have wands instead of six shooters. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm into it. Okay, so... so when Kirsty put this challenge to me, uh, my first reaction was, what? What What the hell do you mean? Um, uh, Kirsty's example that she gave me was, well, you could reprint Wild Growth Walker as Wild West Growth Walker. Yeah. So I sort of took that idea... And ran with it. And and I, I sat down with um, my mate Greg, who loves spaghetti westerns, and he gave me a list of, like, um, western tropes. Okay. I tried to hit as many of these as I could. Okay. And um, I, I quite quickly exhausted that list, and a lot of them are just straight reprints. Excellent. So, um... Can I, let's just... Um, I, we'll make a list of these. I'll make a list while I'm editing it. And, uh... I want to see a cl- if, if it is a cowboy set. Uh huh. First of all, you get points if it's a cowboy set. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see how close you get. We'll make like a bingo card. Sure. And sure. We'll, we'll rate. We'll rate later on in the year if if we go to the multiverse Wild West. Okay. How close you are to predicting these. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Right. So I started with. Do you remember? F High Arcanist from a Time Spiral block. Do I remember? No. You have Maze of Ith fame? I know Maze of Ith. I don't remember Time Spiral block. That was well before my time. So, Ith was an Arcanist, a High Arcanist. Yeah. He invented this maze. Mm -hmm. So I figured we could reprint him, but as Ith High Noon Arcanist. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then I thought... What what's the what's the archetypal Western hero? It's it's the man with no name, and you know what's been crying out for a reprint since nineteen ninety four. What nameless race? <laughs> okay, I like it. Okay, and then what what other Western tropes do we have? Ghost towns. Fortunately, there's a literal actual ghost town land from like Tempest or something. So again, we can just reprint Ghost Town. Nice, I like it. Um, quick draw is something that often happens in uh, in westerns, and I figured this is a perfect opportunity to to move a card from silver border into black border. Because <laughs> everyone's crying, everyone's crying out for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Quick drawn together. You have you've got five seconds to choose an artist's name, and all creatures illustrated by that artist get plus two, plus two. Excellent. Uh, lots of things, lots of things in the Wild West happen in the Wild Frontier. 
Uh-huh. So I figured, first of all, we could just reprint Frontier Bivouac as Wild Frontier Bivouac. Yeah. But then I thought that was too, that's too mainstream. That's too, that's too conservative. We need to go out on a limb with the, with this cowboy world and instead print Wild Frontier Mastodon. Because <laughs> I have a cowboy riding a horse when you can have a cowboy riding a Mastodon. Um, we can reprint Wanted Scoundrels from uh, from Exiland Block, just a straight reprint. Might need to take Pirate off there, but I'm sure we can we can work that out. That's great. Let's just let's just go mad. Let's just have Cowboy yeah. Pirates. Straight reprint Dune Rider Outlaw. Yes. Straight reprint Highway Robber. <laughs> yes. Straight reprint Dueling Grounds. <laughs> yes. Another. Just straight reprint Lone Rider. Now the problem with Lone Rider is that it's it's got another side. It, it, it transforms into it that rides as one, and I'm <laughs> not sure we want Eldrazi in this uh, in this Wild Westland. That's getting a bit too Deadlandsy, Doomtowny. If anyone remembers those games, so we'll probably just reprint that, but only the front side. Can I can I suggest uh, the, the the sort of cute the fibble thip, if you will, of the set? Uh huh. Cute you know, personable character that everybody loves, everybody, you know, everybody ignores all the big cowboy heroes of the set and, and just adopts this ridiculous half-comedy character. Uh-huh. Uh, yee-haw, Goblin Nabob. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love it. Excellent. Um, So, I, I got to thinking about what other things uh, often happen in in Western films. And there's always there's always a bank robbery. Uh-huh. But in our set it's gonna be a fog bank robbery. <laughs> Excellent. Is that a bank robbery, but when the robbers try to go in, it prevents all combat damage and yes. the robbery fails. The robbery fails, yeah. Excellent. And then last but not least, on on this part of my list. Oh no, there's two more. There's two more. I didn't divide my list properly. Okay. So we've got we've got the poster child of the set, uh-huh. which is a because you need a man of dork. Yeah. And that's got to be Druid of the Cowl Boy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. And then it's not a western without a barroom brawl. Uh-huh. But how can you make a barroom brawl really exciting? You make it a sandbar room brawl crocodile. Oh my god. So at this point I had run out of Western tropes and I thought, that's not quite a good enough list. What can I do? I know. I'll look up a list of the, the best Western films uh-huh. and see how many of them I can make into cards. Okay. So we've got Goblin War Wagon Train. Nice. Um, true woodcutter's grit. I really admire this, the effort that you've put into oh, yeah. this. I'm quite proud of this one. Uh, High Plains Mull Drifter. <laughs> nice. Ewa Mori, I can speak. Ewa Mori of the Open Fistful of Dollars. Excellent. <laughs> Sarah Angel and the Badman. <laughs> oh my god, that's got to be a daily MTG story. She wore a yellow ribbons of the rakei. <laughs> the greater good, the bad and the ugly. If anybody wants to alter any of these, by the way, in Microsoft Paint or something, send them to us on Twitter. I would thoroughly 
thoroughly encourage it. Gunsmoke Braider. Excellent. Light up the stagecoach. <laughs> and I have saved the best for last. Okay. This is my absolute personal favourite. <laughs> okay. I am so proud of this. You <laughs> better be sitting down when I tell you this. <laughs> okay, I am. Butch Cassidy and the Trace of Abundance Kid. when you thought of that I did <laughs> on the bus <laughs> I thought, I've thought of a name for the set I've thought of a name for it uh huh it's not going to be it's not going to be named after the plane that it's set on right it's going to be called are you ready I'm ready the magnificent 7th edition <laughs> to play Magnificent 7th edition when it comes out later this year. Me either. You heard I, I, it. I, I hope my pre-release promo is Butch Cassidy <laughs> is the London's kid. <laughs> now that we've established where the direction of magic in the next 12 months is going, yep. you're welcome everyone. Western puns. Western puns. Let's, let's play my new favourite game. Rose what a stone guessing game which if you haven't listened to the episode where we previously did this i take a lot of cards that have been translated by the rose what a stone twitter account which feeds card text through several layers of google translate and then translates it back into english and runs with whatever comes out i read them out and casey has to try and guess what the card is so i've got them split into standard and non-standard okay let's start with standard Okay, let's start with standard. Okay, this is a this is a standard card called Bronze Hug. Bronze Hug. Bronze Hug. It's a green card. I think it was too easy when I gave you the actual CMC, so I'll just tell you it's a green card. Okay. Uh, it's, 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 the the uh, type line says people are dinosaurs. So there's a clue. Right. So it's probably a creature. It's probably a dinosaur. There, it has it has an ability that says one generic mana, no murder weapon, and no magic microscope. <laughs> um, would you like the flavor text? I would love the flavor text. The flavor text says, "Those who are interested in what I do, not know, are not in vain. And try to protect you." What? Yes, quite. Yeah. Um, I have no idea. Card art is a. Uh, pretty looking dinosaur fucking up a boat. Fucking up a boat? Fucking up a boat. Uh. Cost one green green. Pretty in Rivals of Excellence. Oh, is it Thrashing Brontodon? It was Thrashing Brontodon. Bronze Hug. That makes sense. Bronze yeah. Hug. What would you like next? Let's go for non standard. Non standard. I have a good one. I have a good one. Okay. This one. This is a, 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 a Simic card. Right. Blue. blue Green. It's called Panic Cream. It's called Panic what? Panic Cream. Panic Cream. cream. Like what you'd pour on your dessert. Oh, <laughs> yes. Or what you would apply to some sort of skin ailment. Okay. Panic Cream. Uh, the type line says Buddy. Okay. 
it's got a, a keyword that says fight magic. Fight magic. Would you like Would you like the 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 rules text for what fight magic does? Yes, please. Fight magic says this means that you are allowed to control the process of ending your relationship, or C. C is in letter C. Full stop. Right. I think that's probably hexproof. Okay. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. Okay. Would you like the flavour text? Yes. Flavour text says, There are some delicious, delicious herbs. It's a problem. <laughs> um, Do you want to have a guess at what panic cream is? Delicious herbs are a problem. Such a problem. Especially when you get them in your panic cream. Yeah. Um, so your panic cream is what you pour in your delicious, delicious herbs. Yeah. So the, the tight line's just buddy. Buddy. So I think it's a creature. Oh, is it slippery bogle? I was about to say if you if you if you need a clue, I was gonna I was gonna tell you that that was kind of relevant if you look up the German translation of the card. Okay. But yes, it is slippery bogle. Panic cream. Panic cream. Right. What would you like next? Uh, standard. Standard. This is a a blue card. Right. It's called it's called this is very good. Okay. And if you guess what it is based on that, I'm gonna be so mad. Nope. Okay, so um, the timeline says one time. One time? One time. Right. Uh, the rules text says, what next? That's it. That's, no, no, there's more. Okay. Before the destructive effect, Doom warns tombs, nurses and teams to present a good presentation. Um. The, the flavour text of this really just sums up the entire card. Okay. It says, sorry, sadness. Is this a counterspell of some sort? It is not. Okay. It's worse. It's worse? Wor yes. It costs five blue blue. Oh, is it Nexus of It's Nexus of sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. It is very good. It is very good. What next? Uh, Non-standard. Non-standard. This one, this is an artifact from Kaladesh. Right. It's called Electronic Tomato. Okay. Uh, the timeline is invention, creation. Right. And the rules text says, uh, read. R-E-E-D. Sure. The first libraries in press releases, tomato attacks. Right. And, uh, rules, it says in brackets, you cannot do it. It has a, a, an activated ability that costs one red. And it says, email tomatoes to all applicants in their positions, leaving her tomato email donation. <laughs> um, is it Bomat Courier? Yes, electronic Bomat Tomato Courier. Tomato. Excellent. I... All right, we'll we'll do one more. Okay. Pick 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 your poison. Non-standard. Non-standard. I feel like I'm better on those. This is one from Mercadian Masks. Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd like that. It's called "Do Not Be a Mosquito." Right. Just fairly solid advice. Type line, answer promptly. Okay. The rules text says, You can take your grandma to the island, but you do not have to pay for the money. <laughs> then it says, Make a pair of shoes. Make a pair of shoes? Make a pair of shoes. Uh, like the flavour text. Yeah, what's the flavour text? That'll the, definitely help the me. The flavour text is, But there are hidden, hidden objects in the beach area. Um, 
If the car that's screaming make a pair of shoes to you, what would it be? A car that screams make a pair of shoes? Yeah. Probably be some sort of centipede. They need a lot of shoes. (laughs) Yeah, but making a pair of shoes isn't going to be enough for a centipede. No, that's true. Something from Mercadian masks with prominent feet. I'm no, gonna put you no, out of your misery and say that 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 there there are no feet in the art. Okay. Which is probably the worst sentence I've said so far in this podcast. No, the art, right? That's that's some good knowledge. Um. So I can give you I can give you a clue, and then I, is I, it, I can. Is, get... is it a, is it an instant? Yes, I see. Okay. I think so. I can, I can give you a clue that will sort of maybe help you, or I can give you a clue that will give it away. Give me a clue that will maybe help me. Four and a blue. Four and a blue. Yeah. Oh. No, I have no idea. Do you want the clue that will give it away? Yeah. Got banned in pauper yesterday. Oh, is it gush? It is gush. Make a pair of shoes. Make a pair of shoes. Yep, draw two cards, make yeah. a pair of shoes. make a pair of shoes. I mean... You yeah. can take your grandmother to the island. Yes. Return two islands to your hand instead of Venus Manacos. You do not have to pay for the money. You don't have to pay for the money. Yeah. Free oh. money. Gosh. Yep. Love it. Casey. If yes. people were to if people were to look you up on social media and compliment uh-huh. your Wild West card designing. If Mark uh-huh. Rosewater wants to find you and hire you for the R and D team for the upcoming Cowboy set, Magnificent 7th edition. As unlikely as it is. Well, you never know. But should Mark Rosewater want to find you on social media for this purpose, where would Mark Rosewater go? He can uh, find me on Twitter at PurpleSnap, okay. or so on Instagram at PurpleSnap, and occasionally manning the Scourge Divas Twitter at Scourge Divas. Excellent. More often than not, berating Kirsty from yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. That seems like a good use of the Twitter account. And where can we find you? Uh, I am on, also on the Scourge Divas Twitter, or you can find me at HeyWorstArtist on Twitter and Instagram. You can email both of us at Scourge Divas, no, sorry, Scourge.Divas at gmail.com and leave us a nice message or provide us with some feedback. Another thing you can email us about if you enjoyed last week's glorious brutality that was the Panglacial Worm Wine Drunk Questions episode, um, we, we reached our 250 Twitter followers, yeah. which means we're go- going to be doing a Shahrazad Wine Drunk Questions episode at some point in the future. So if you have any burning questions about Shahrazad, you can send them to us at scourge.divas at gmail.com. Be them, and be we will drink a bottle of wine and answer them. Be they rules, questions, or general silliness that you, you want to ask. Also, if you can think of any other cards that you would love to see us tackle after a bottle of wine, please let us know, and we will set ourselves another target. I can't think of anything worse than Pinglacial Worm and Shahrazad. I've tried and I can't. Please. Um, I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. I'm going to edit that bit out. Why? <laughs> because I refuse to talk. I can't even read the text on Chains of Mesistopheles <laughs> without falling over. I've been trying to answer rules questions on it. So stalk us there. Send yeah. us your feedback. Say nice things to us. 
Um, tell us that we're activists. Tell us that we're activists. Assign us yeah. new titles. Yes. Yeah. Why not? And we will. We will. More. Next person to assign me a title on Twitter, I will change my Twitter handle to that title for at least an hour. <laughs> at least an hour. <laughs> One yeah. whole hour. Do we get a least... warning of when the hour is, or is it just? Is it just? Um, is nah, it just it'll be when I like it. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, assign Casey a new title, and she will change her her Twitter profile name to reflect that. Yep. And there will be honour for all. We will see you next time for more of more of the same. More banter and nonsense. More banter and nonsense. It's good banter and nonsense, though. Yes. Awesome. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.